Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell Project. John Bushnell here. So glad that you could join us this morning, early morning here. Beautiful fall weather we're having here. Not as cold as it was this time last year, that's for sure. This podcast, though, is about encouraging you to be reading God's Word. And I'm going to do a I'm going to do a special devotion coming up for the holiday season, so you can stay tuned for that. Maybe uh, help me promote the podcast here with that. But want to continue getting us to read God's Word, which the devotion will certainly do. But we are in Joshua chapter ten. We'll be reading here in verse twenty-nine and following, as the children of Israel, led by Joshua, are sweeping the the west bank from the west bank to the sea into Gaza. Everybody's got that in the news right now, but the, basically the southern part of the kingdom here that they are of Israel that they are conquering. So let's just read here as they as we basically go through some city cities and kings' names here real quick. So then Joshua and all of Israel with him pass on from Machad. Makedah to Libnah and fought against Libnah, and the Lord gave it also and its king into the hand of Israel, and he struck it with the edge of the sword and every person in it. He left none remaining in it, and he did to its king as he had done to the king of Jericho. Then Joshua and all of Israel with him passed on from Libnah to Lachish and laid siege to it and fought against it. And the Lord gave Lachish into the hand of Israel. And he captured it on the second day and struck it with the edge of the sword and every person in it, as he had done to Libna. Then Horam, king of Gezer, came up to help Lachish, and Joshua struck him and his people, and so he left none remaining. Then Joshua and all of Israel with him passed on, from Lachish to Eglon, and they laid siege to it and fought against it. And they captured it on the, on that day and struck it with the edge of the sword. And he devoted every person in it to destruction that day as he had done to Lachish. Then Joshua and all Israel with him went up from Eglon to Hebron, and they fought against it and captured it and struck it with the edge of the sword and its king, and its towns, and every person in it. He left none remaining, as he had done to Eglon, and devoted it to destruction and every person in it. Then Joshua and all of Israel with him turned back to Debir and fought against it. And he captured it, and with its king and all its towns, and they struck them with the edge of the sword and devoted to destruction every person in it. He left none remaining, just as he had done to Hebron, and to Libnah and its kings. So he did to Teber, to, to its king. All right, so that's the furthest southern city they're going into. So now verse 40. So Joshua struck the whole land, the hill country, and Negeb, and the low land, and the slopes, and all their kings. He left none remaining, but devoted to destruction all that breathed, just as the Lord God of Israel commanded. And Joshua struck them from from Kadesh Barnea as far as Gaza or Gaza and all the country of Gosh of Goshen or Goshen as far as Gibeon 
And Joshua captured all these kings and their land at one time, because the Lord God of Israel fought for Israel. Then Joshua returned and all Israel with him to the camp of Gilgal. All right, and that's the end of chapter 10. That's a, a long reading there. And so just going through this, they've come across from Jericho, had a couple of, you know, take over Jericho. Then the next one is AI. They underestimate the cost of sin, basically, and are overconfident without realizing their real issue, which we often do. And so then they come back a second time, and then that sends them up against a battle where five kings come against them, and they take care of that, and now they go on this sweep of the southern area down to the furthest southern city that they're going to take. And all very swiftly, very quickly, because God is fighting for them. And we need to understand, you know, where is God fighting? Where is God at work in the new covenant? Where there, we are, you know, we are a culture of life as Christians. And in our culture of life, we are against the culture of death. And so while our battle is not against flesh and blood, as Ephesians 6 tells us, and even in places in Isaiah and other places, but we get the clearest picture in Ephesians 6, uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 20. But the reality that we are in a very real war, a very real war, and this has nothing, nothing to do with Israel, as some people might say. And but Israel is something for the people in Israel to ponder their sin and and ponder who is their God and have they rejected the Messiah. That would be something very important for them to pay attention to, right? But for us as Christians, are we fighting the battles that God wants us fighting? Because if we are, we'll be victorious because he is victorious. Now, if we're fighting battles, we are about because they, it's what we want, then we got to be careful of that. So here Joshua is being very obedient and following what God has commanded for him to do. He's very doing it very well. And it is something for us just to, to really consider. It's just not a good story. This Oh, this is a nice little story. I mean, this is, this is a lot of death. A lot of everything that breathes is dying. That's not an Israeli. Uh, that's not a child of, of, not part of the tribe of Israel. And, and so there's a lot of death going on here because all the people that are dying are disobedient to God. They've rejected him. And, but the, but the children of God want to live and they realize that their best chance for living is actually obey God, not to be his bully, but to obey God. And God is going to help them be victorious. And so they're going to end up with this land. Some of it's very fruitful. There's already cities that are built that if they don't destroy the city, in some cases they don't, then they get to live there. And if they do destroy the city, they can, well, they'll just build somewhere else. As is, is what happens in Jericho, right? They don't build there for a long time. So, what are we doing today to really be in the battle that God wants us to be? 
and in the New Testament, we're to love our enemies. So that's not the battle. The battle, well, it kind of is. Loving our enemies is not an easy battle. We are to love them and to feed, well, feed our enemies as well. And so what, how do we fight this battle? Well, it's a spiritual battle, and it's, we fight, fight sin. We fight, uh, in America, we fight being overtaken by materialism. We, get, we fight by how we use our time, how we use our, our talents, how we use our money, and, and how we gather with other believers to provoke one another to good works, to submit to one another, to love one another, and all those other one other commands that are in the New Testament for the body of Christ to be in community. So we need to be in community. We need to be active in in being salt and being light. And so I've, I've got long today. So a big passage. If we get to the end of chapter 10 of Joshua, a lot of conquering happening. We've got the northern kingdom still to conquer. And then we'll see how Joshua... Uh, that'll take care of Joshua up to the the 80 year old man that conquers it all, and then we'll catch up with Joshua again about 20 years later when he's getting ready to pass and how he passes the torch. So that's what's coming up for the rest of Joshua. God bless you guys. Have a good day. We'll talk to you soon.